Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, Every single week, we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high-performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. Hey y'all, it's Brendan, and this is a special episode and season of The Brendan Show where I've decided to release for you sections of my wellness masterclass, my, my online course, for you guys right here for free. As we are, as a global community, continuing to deal with the growing coronavirus pandemic, 
people are scared, people uh, you know, are, are, are really off kilter. There's a lot of anxiety and fear. And you know, I, I've definitely sensed that. As you know, I released my two special episodes of coronavirus, fear, focus, and forecasting. And I did a two-part episode. If you missed that here on The Brendan Show, go download those right away. Those were incredibly powerful, powerful sessions I did with my best clients in the world. And I give that to you free here on The Brendan Show. But in this episode today, I'm gonna to give you a section of the audio of the Wellness Masterclass. And I hope it really serves you and you'll share this with everybody in your family, all your friends, your loved ones, your team. And I also wanna remind you that if you haven't heard yet, I decided to actually give the full online course, the Wellness Masterclass, which we previously sold for $100 or $200 for free to my entire global community, actually anyone in the world. And it's a program that will teach you to master your mind and your body, as you're about to hear. We'll take on things like your energy and your motivation, dealing with stress, dealing with overwhelm, activating your physiology so you feel more energy, more vibrancy, more purpose, but also developing greater self-discipline so you stay on your A game in terms of your health habits. And so if you'd like to access the entire course for free, we have a seven day free trial. I decided to just give it away for free to everybody, the whole world for seven days. And if you love it, awesome. Stay in our courses program where I'll release two brand new personal development courses for you every single month. And if you don't love it, guys, no problem. You got a free trial. You got the course for free. You can binge watch the entire wellness masterclass right now in video format. And it's not one of those things where I unlock like part one and then you have to, you know, upgrade to part two. I'm releasing the entire thing to the whole global community right now uh, just because I love you guys. So go to hpxwellness.com. That's hpxwellness.com. And I'll have the team forward that directly to the free access form for you to take the entire online course for free. That's hpxwellness.com. In the meantime, also on this episode of The Brandon Show, we release a section of the audio that I hope really serves you and helps you manage your mind and your body during these chaotic times. With that, here we go with a special section of the Wellness Masterclass. Hey, my friends, it's Brendan, and welcome to day number three of my Wellness Masterclass. This session, we're gonna talk about something that people really, really struggle with. And that's this concept of following your own path, being true to who you really are, and also knowing where you're going, right? If, if you talk with people who are really struggling with like their life, often they're like, I just don't know what I'm about. I don't know what I should focus on. I don't know what I should do. And this is true even for high-performing people, right? Even exceptionally amazing people. Like, I'll give you my wife, right? This last year, my wife sold her exercise studios. So she had spent eight years building up this incredible business where we had two exercise studios in the Pacific Northwest. It was every hour of her day. It was her passion. She built community. She had her methodology. She had her team. She had over 30 employees. I mean, she was like, amazing. Right, And then she sold the studios to have more freedom because running the boxes, you know, running the boxes they call it was like tiring because if someone didn't show up in the morning, she got the call at 4 a.m. for the 6 a.m. class. You know, if somebody didn't, you know, get something done, she had to step in and, and for her, she decided that she wanted to travel more and we wanted to go more places. So we ultimately decided to sell the studios. She sold the studios and then it was like, 
a period of months of what I call decompression, right? If you have been high performing for a long time and then it stops, you're kind of like, okay, what now? And that happens for people when, for example, their kids leave the house. You've been mom for 18 years or super dad for 18 years and then the house is empty and you start going, oh my gosh. Or you leave your job to pursue a new thing but you don't exactly know how to do it yet. Moments of transition can cause a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of internal chaos that hurts our wellness. Make sense? Like if you're unclear, uncertain, or really kind of like lost, how does that affect your well-being, right? You don't feel well, you feel lost. You don't feel like you're being your best. You feel like you're being what? That's why we're gonna do this session because I think it's really important that you understand that psychological clarity in our life is directly tied to our wellness. It's directly tied to how we feel about ourselves, how we treat other people, how we show up in the world, the things that we've been talking about so far in this course. So I'm really pumped about this session because as a high performance coach, it's almost always the number one thing we have to go to is clarity. And I'm gonna give you some tools and some frameworks and some simple daily practices to lock that in. Because here's the deal, I want you to feel so good about who you are, how you're showing up and where you're going that you do have energy for the day that you are just like instinctually like driven every day because you know what you're about and where you're going. And that is a major, major accomplishment for most people. I want you to have that in your life at some point. And not everyone has it. And sometimes we have it, like my wife had it, and then loses it for a time in decompression or in transition. And then you find it again and life lights up again. And I want you to know that that's possible. It happened for my wife when she started finding her way again. It happened to me when I left a corporate job to, to become an entrepreneur, to, to write books, to, to be an influencer. Like, I, I didn't know how. And in those moments of transition, when you feel lost, man, those are some of the most important times for you to focus on your wellness. When you do that right, because one of the easiest ways to see a person in turmoil in life one of the easiest indications of mental like struggle or real like health issues is when people don't handle transition well. And the reason most people don't handle transition well is because in those moments of transition, they're waiting. They're, they're waiting for the purpose to fall. And it's like, and I always say, it's not like you walk out your door one day and the piano of purpose falls on you and go, oh, this is what I should do. But because they're waiting, what happens? They become reactive in their life. Because they're waiting in their life, what happens? They take less initiative. Because they take less initiative, what happens? They feel less momentum in their life. When you feel less momentum in your life, you get what? Less progress in your life. Less progress in your life, what happens? You start to feel like you're not contributing or living forward. What happens? You feel less happy. You feel less connected. You feel like you're not contributing. And your overall wellness starts to fall like a house of cards, simply because in moments of transition, or when it really mattered the most, you didn't get clear. You didn't set the intentions proactively. And that's what happens. People wait. And then they wait and they're 30. And then they wait and they're 40. And then they wait and they're 50. And then they wait and they're 70 and they're like, I never really lived my life, Brendan. And I don't want that for you. 
And if that's true for you now, I just cheer you on and go, hey man, it's okay. Hey girl, you're okay. You're just in transition right now. So what's our way through? How are we going to take care of our well-being? We're going to be more intentional. How are we going to flip the script? We're going to write the next chapter now. How are we going to feel better? We're going to set those daily practices that develop clarity for us. Here's a really fascinating statistic. When we did our study of the world's highest performing people in all walks of life, the first and the highest correlation of all the habits we measured, we measured over a hundred different performance variables in like how they show up. Like in, remember, high performance is really about long-term success while maintaining your well-being and positive relationships. And what we found out out of a hundred performance variables, we measured everything, right? This assessment we had people take took like 20 minutes of their time. And then we validated it against what was true in their life that we could measure from their peers or their performance or their revenue. Like we really did the discipline to see the number one habit, the highest correlation that made high performers different than underperformers was their habit of seeking clarity. They were always seeking clarity. They were always asking, who should I be here? What do I need to know here? How should I treat people here? What's important here? What will bring me meaning here? They were asking questions more than underperformers. They were learning more actively than underperformers. They were setting the intention of who to be, what to do, how to treat other people, and what they were working on more than underperformers. The habit is called seek clarity. And that's what I'd like to talk to you about now is I, I got really curious about this. Uh, I didn't anticipate this to be, I thought like the number one, like habit of high performers would be something like, oh, you know, they're, you know, super productive. That is one of the habits, but the number one habit was seeking clarity. I thought it'd be like, well, they must be really creative people. Creativity didn't even measure in the top 10 of their habits. The number one habit, more important than anything else, was their tendency to seek clarity, both in unknown and in the known. And so here's what they would do. Um, I started breaking it down. I did structured academic interviews with over 300 high performers worldwide. So first they'd have to be validated as a high performer in their field by external measures and an internal assessment they took. Then I did the interviews. And these interviews ranged from sometimes like, it could be a 10 minute interview, it could be a three hour interview, just depending on the, the sort of the focus of the interview. And the fascinating thing, that I learned is the way that they all sought clarity was basically four ways. That if they could find clarity in these four unique areas of their life, they felt good. They, they felt confident. They felt like ready to go about the day. They, they felt like they were on their A game. But if you stripped away any of those four areas, man, they didn't matter how productive they were, they weren't happy. It didn't matter how influential they were, they weren't happy. It did not matter how much money they had or what their yoga practice level was, they weren't happy. So these areas, our goal in this session is to set intention in each of these four areas. So I wanna make sure you download the worksheet that comes along with this course and you kind of fill out these squares with me and we take a good look at them and we do some good work, okay? So four primary areas in seeking clarity. First area, so simple, so basic, you're almost gonna laugh. You're like, all that warm up, Brendan, for this first thing? And the first thing is high performers ask more often, 
Who do I want to be in this situation? That's it. I wish it was fancy. I wish it was sexier. I wish I could say it in a way that it sounded like it solved all the universe's problems. But they actually are more intentional about who they are. And they are trying to live into their best self. Remember, in the first session in this course, I talked about this concept in psychology called congruence. That if we are being congruent with, we, with the person we know we can be and should be, we tend to be happier. We tend to be psychologically, truly happier. Like mental health is directly tied to our sense of congruence. It's huge. Well, that's what it's kind of about. They're seeking clarity on who they should be in any given situation. So if you go to walk into a meeting, you're kind of thinking like, oh, who should I be in this meeting? Like before I film something like this, I'm like, like what Brendan is going to show up today for this filming? Because isn't it true you have different angles and different like personalities and you have like, like you have different like a different you might show up at like a party of 30 people versus like hang out with your one friend? Isn't it true we have like different sides of ourselves? Well, high performers tend to say like, well, how do I want to show up in this situation? It's, listen, it's context specific. They're really thoughtful. Because isn't it true the way you show up for your daughter might be different than the way you show up for your spouse? Or the way you show up for your team lead is different than you show up for the intern. Does that make sense? It's like we show a different part of ourselves that's context-related, and high performers go, okay, who do I need to be in this one? And this is very, very practical. I'll give you an example. I had the blessing to train a U.S. Olympic athlete, and this person spoke to themselves and identified themselves differently when they went on a track with this one competitor who was always beating them versus this other competitor who wasn't. Like the people we're around affects how we talk to ourselves and think about ourselves. And I had to help this person rewire that. I'm like, oh, the way that you are going into this race isn't as intentional as it should be and as positive as it should be. Like you're not defining who you are in this race. You're being reactive, you're hoping to win, but you're not saying I'm this person in this race right now. And that happens in our real life too, because guess what happens sometimes? You're in transition. Maybe you got divorced or a relationship broke up. What do people do? They wait, they hang out for the next relationship to then define them versus saying, who am I now without this relationship? Who do I want to be now without this person in my life? They fail to set that intention. And that also hurts who they are, because guess what? None of us want to be a reactive person just waiting to find out who we are. So I got to you being proactive about discerning in every situation that matters in your life. When you go in, like, who am I going to be in this situation? There's a couple of simple tricks to doing this. Okay. One is to set like a, a universal, ambitious intention for who you want to be by simply defining that in a couple words. So if you ever studied my work before, I always, with every audience I ever have the blessing to teach over a period of time, I always say, what I'd love for you to do is write out a list of words that describe the best of who you are. Like if I said, hey, give me three words that define the best of who you are or three words that you want to grow into, what would those words be for you? 
And so I'll have people write down like 10, 15 different words. You know, and they'll write kind or patience or they'll write joyful, they'll write positive, or they'll write, you know, um, confident or they'll write, you know, giving or they'll write all these words. And I'll say, okay, which, all those words, what are the three most important words? Like the ones, if those three words, those ended up the words on your tombstone, when you're dead, that those words, those are the words people described you as at your funeral. Like, what would those words be? And I'll have you identify those. And then I have some simple tricks. Okay, once you know those words, now we need to get those words, because those are your, like intentional words. Those are, that's who I want to be as a person words, right? Now what I want you to do, now that you have those words, I want you to set up reminders of those words everywhere, all the time. So what this means is maybe you write those three words on a post-it note and that goes on the mirror in the bathroom. Maybe that goes on a post-it note and it's on the dashboard of your car or on the edge of your computer. That you see those words a lot in your life, right? Like a lot. Because when you see the word, it cues you and it makes you... The, the nice thing about the human brain is it is driven by attention, but it's also driven by judgment. And well, we don't like that, but it's true, right? So if we have this judgment machine up here, let's use it. So I like to put the words in front of me and ask, am I being true to that? I'll give you an example. Oh my gosh. One time in my life, um, my word, and by the way, do you think your words change at different parts of your life? Yeah, because like maybe you have a word that you need to focus on right now in your life. And at one point in my life, a word that was really important to me was patience, Okay. Patience was my word. And I set up some reminders to remind me of being patient. One of the reminders I encourage you to set up is what we call an alarm trigger. An alarm trigger means on your phone, so you pull out your phone, you can set up a timer on your phone or alarms on your phone. And I don't know if you know this, but if you have a smartphone, when you type in the time for the alarm, you can also set a label for the alarm. So when that alarm noise goes off on your phone, word or words pop up, right? A label, they call it. So what I do is on my phone, I set up an alarm. And the alarm for me goes off two to three times a day, depending on how I've set it up. And so, for example, I'd be walking through the day, and also my phone goes off, and I look down on it, and it says the word patient on it. Or it says all my three words, like patient, joyful, vibrant right? All three words on my phone. Two to three times a day. By the way, since 2007, I've done this. So two to three times a day, there's my words. And one time, patience was one of my words on my list. And what had happened? Well, I, we had a, like a, a, a very difficult two or three months of my life. I'd had a brain injury. I don't know if you guys know this story from my life, but um, I wrecked an ATV, uh, which is a four-wheeler, when I was down in Mexico. I was riding out in the sands, kind of racing around, and wrecked the ATV. I rolled several times. I snapped my wrist, broke my ribs, threw my hip out, dislocated my shoulder. I thought I got away lucky. Um, but I ended up with post-concussive syndrome, and, which is a, a head injury, traumatic brain injury. And one of the elements of that concussion for me and the result of it was I became very impatient. Like I was just like always hurrying and I was like frustrated with people. They couldn't get, like, tell me, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? And I, for the first time, you know, at that point of, of, you know, almost a decade with my wife, I, I started like, like 
getting uh, like impatient with her. I'd like be like, come on, hurry up. Or I'd say, I like, like, just be short with her. And that had never happened before. And then the accident. And so patient became a very aspirational word in my life to say the least, because I didn't have it. And so I tell you all this background because one time what happens is I get in a fight with my wife and I'm very impatient and I'm walking away and I'm pissed off. So I leave the house, I shut the door and I go for a walk to cool off. And literally I shut the door and what happens? My phone buzzes, the alarm goes up and it says patience right there in my face. And I was like, practice what you preach, Brendan. <laughs> and I was like, and I literally, I, I was like, you know what? I, I got it. I wasn't. So I turned around, I opened up the door, I went in to my wife, I said, honey, you know what? I have to apologize. I'm trying to be a more patient man. And I know I wasn't. And I'm sorry. And I didn't need the, to go walk it off. I, I, I didn't need her to apologize. I didn't need the situation to fix itself. I needed an, a word of intention to make me remember how to be. And so I'd love for you to do that today. I would love for you to identify three aspirational words of who you should be. And I would love for you to set them as an alarm trigger in your phone. Several times a day, let that thing go up. And look down and go, am I being that? Am I being that? Am I being that? And over a period of time, guess what? You will course correct. Over a period of time, it's very easy to make you be more of who you are. The issue is you haven't had reminders, right? It's why it's so powerful to have like a coach, a life coach, a business coach in our industry, our business, we call them certified high performance coaches. Why do people get coaches? Because a coach makes you look at yourself and reminds you of how to be better and how to be your best self, right? A great spouse, a great partner. It's like the reason you're with other people is because sometimes they can be your accountability partner. Well, your phone can either be a weapon of mass distraction or your phone could be something that delivers you a better you. And that's why I want you to set an alarm trigger. The second kind of trigger I set for it is like jewelry triggers. Like at all times I'm wearing something. Sometimes I have a hat with my three words on it. I have shirts with my words on them. I have like, on, I have some shoes, like my workout shoes on the bottom are my three words on my shoes. I have this bracelet that I have from my friends from My Intent, where you can just choose your word and you can put one word on your thing if you want, if it's like you have one defining word or multiple words. And so for me, like my defining words in my life came from my experience as a young man when I finally set big intentions in my life. And I said, you know what? After I'd faced my first accident, right? The, the first one I had when I was 19 years old. And I learned that at the end of our life, we're all gonna ask whether we really lived our life, whether we loved and whether we mattered. I realized that as a 19 year old kid, you know, I got a little gift of mortality motivation. I learned we're all going to die. And I, what, what questions am I going to ask myself at the end to evaluate whether or not I'm happy with my life? I learned it was, did I live, did I love, did I matter? And so my, my intent, friends, made me this bracelet that says, live, love, matter. And so I wear that as a reminder. Now, do I need the reminder? Do, do you need a reminder every day? Yes. Because is it not true that you have fallen off your A game? Isn't it true that you've had weeks or months where you weren't your best self? Why? 
Probably because you neglected to set the intentions in the circumstances of your life. You became reactive, not intentional, and that cost you your wellness, your well-being, your relationships, your contributions. So you remember all this stuff, like I said in session number one, this all ties together. So I'm telling you, if you can set reminders, whether it's post-it notes, alarm triggers, or jewelry, or things that you wear, or write, put it everywhere. Look at it often. Maybe it's in your journal. You look at it. It's in my high performance planner. For me, I look at it every week. I got to write down these things. Okay, got it. For me, I also set things like self-talk triggers. A self-talk trigger is, as an example, like when I walk through a door frame, I have a trigger. Every time I walk through a door into a new room, I say something to myself. So imagine like you worked all day. You're coming home with the kids or the spouse or just to your sanctuary, and you're going to walk into the front door of your house. What should you say to yourself when you walk into the front door of your house? Like write that down as an intention. Maybe you go to work each day and maybe it's at your house or, or maybe it's in a spare office or maybe it's the kitchen at your house or maybe you have like a real place you go to work. When you go to work, you walk through the entrance door, the door that now defines that you're going to go into work. What should you say to yourself? Like that kind of triggered self-talk that keeps you on path. It keeps you like firing off good positivity in your life. For me, some of you all know this from my YouTube videos because I talk about it once in a while on my YouTube show, is like when I walk into any door, any new room in my entire life, when I walk into the door of this place where we're filming right now, said the same thing. I always say it when I walk through a new door. I always say, I enter this space as a happy man ready to serve. Every time. Because I want to remind myself, I'm happy. I'm already good. I need nothing from the people here. I need nothing from the world. I feel grace and reverence for life. I've already been given the gift of this breath. I'm good. I enter the space happy. Because I don't want, you know what the opposite is? Entering the space needy. I don't want that. I entered the space a happy man ready to serve. That self-talk, ready to serve, reminds me, don't focus on yourself, Brendan. Like, notice other people. Uh, appreciate other people. Take time with other people. Slow it down, man. Be here in a space of service, not a space for you, Brendan. And that like helps me be better as a, as a leader, as a contributor, as a man. It's important to me. But think of how many rooms I could enter in, how many contexts and situations I could enter in without that intention, where I'm just reactive, where I can walk in back, who do I need to meet? What do I need here? What do I want here? Not that that's not bad to have clear, like, clarity on, but that's not my driving force. So you get the idea, right? We're, we're setting up triggers to speak to ourselves well, to cue intention in our life. Now that you know that, I can go a little faster the next three. So the first one is really about seeking clarity about self. Who am I and who do I want to be in this situation, okay? The second area that high performers have clarity on and actively seek consistently is who should they be socially? meaning how should they treat other people? Let me give you an example. There's one part of intention that says, who should I be, Brendan, as I enter this meeting with these other people, right? That's who should I be in this context? That's the first level of intention. The other level of clarity though is saying, how should I treat Sally in this meeting? Who should I be and how should I treat Jim here? Meaning they have intention 
for how they should socially interact with the single persons in front of them, right? So it's different than who am I, it's how should I be with this person? For example, when they're gonna go have a conversation with somebody they're in conflict with, they think, how should I treat that specific person? And they're intentional about it, meaning they've anticipated that conversation, they've thought through it, they're thinking how to do well in that social interaction for that person, for that relationship. So it's specific to a relationship, not just specific to how they want to be. Does that make sense? They think about the relationship and how they need to treat the other person to positively impact that relationship. And I'm telling you, that's the opposite about, like, I think 95% of people in the world, what they do is they just show up and they're like, how are you? What's up? And then they focus on themselves and they don't even see, appreciate, validate, cheer on the other persons at all. They haven't even thought about the other people. They're just focused on self. So a lot of people do have intention and clarity about themselves, but because they don't anticipate and have intention for their interaction with other people, they lose performance. They don't have great relationships, even if they have great clarity about themselves. Make sense? Remember I told you on day one, this is all about a holistic approach to your wellness and well-being. And one major area of improvement for everyone I've ever met, including myself, is to be more consistently intentional about how to treat other people individually, meet them where they're at, and positively impact that person, have that intention, and your life changes. The third big area that they set intention about, and I love this one, is skill building. This is really cool. If you ask a high performer, hey, uh, open up your calendar. Show me in your calendar times that you've blocked out for your learning or your personal growth or development, like where you're gonna get better at something. They're like, oh, I got piano practice right here. I'm taking this online course right here. Uh, I'm trying to get better at speaking here. I I'm, I'm trying to develop my influence here. I'm trying to learn this technical thing there. Like, they're very specific. And, and here's the tell. If I sat you down and I said, um, tell me the five skills you're trying to develop right now. If you don't know what those are right now, I can predict, and I'm sorry to be a jerk, but I can predict with a phenomenal accuracy that you're underperforming in your career versus your peers. And again, that's not my opinion as a high performance coach. That's the data we have from High Performance Institute. People, the, literally the longer you take to answer the question of tell me the five skills you're trying to develop right now, the lower you get in performance. And a lot of people go, I don't know. I mean, look, we're in a situation where we have a literacy problem in the United States. Not literacy that people can't read, that they don't read. The average person reads maybe one, maybe two books a whole year. And that's a problem. That, that's a huge problem. People aren't learning anymore. And if you're not learning, you're not being open. If you're not being open to new ideas and perspectives, you're becoming more closed, more myopic, more selfish. And it's a major challenge we have, and I know you feel that, and one of the reasons you're part of this community is because you're a person who really cares about the world, and I do too. And if you care about the world, you must care about learning. You must decide how can you contribute to the world by developing greater skills. I'll give you an example. There was a point in my career I had no clarity on this matter because I didn't really know like, exactly what I wanted to do, so I didn't really think about it. 
And then as I started thinking about what would draw meaning for me, which we'll talk about, I was like, you know what? I want to help more people. And you may or may not know this, but I'm doing this course right now extemporaneous, meaning I've got like notes in my head, but I'm talking to you like I'd talk to a coaching client, like as I'm teaching and training here. And I've been doing this a really long time, so I'm able to do that. But this might surprise you. I was mortified of this. Uh, uh, talking for me, uh-uh. Public speaking, terrified of. Uh, like talking to a group of people, uh-uh. Seeing a red button go on top of a camera, I'd, I'd freeze. I just, I was a terrible communicator. But remember I told you I just, I just want to be a writer? At some point I learned if I was going to be a successful writer, I'd have to learn how to communicate about the book so that people would buy it, so they would share about it. I had to learn how to become a better communicator. I learned to sell books, I'd have to get on stages and be in media and turn on video cameras. And so I set that as a skill. So here's my question. If you're going to make your greatest difference in the world, what are the next five skills you really need to deepen or create in your life? Like, what do you need to gain mastery on? Like, write down five areas. And then write down, what's three steps I can take in each area to learn more about that? Could I read a book? Could you take a course? Could you get a mentor? Could you get a coach? Could you listen to podcasts or interviews? Like, how are you going to learn to develop that skill? Because if you have no plan to develop that skill, that skill won't develop and you'll stay at the same level you are today. But one of the reasons high performers are happy is because they feel like they're skilling up, meaning they're progressing towards being able to make better contributions. And remember, contribution brings happiness. Contribution brings better performance. Contribution is directly tied to your sense of wellness and well-being. Got it? Last big area, number four. They seek clarity by consistently asking how can I contribute here in a way that makes me feel engaged and fulfilled? Meaning they ask questions about how to be of service in a way that is meaningful to them. They're always asking, how can I do this in a way that's like fun for me? How can I do this in a way that's meaningful? How can I do this in a way that like I'll really enjoy it and be fulfilled from it? They could literally do the same tasks. Like a high performer and, and an underperformer can both have the task of wash dishes right? One person's just going to wash the dishes and bemoan it. The other person's like, how can I whistle while I work, right? It's that old thing of carrying the pail and the water and carrying the logs and two people can do it. But the Zen person is thinking, how can I take each step with intention and joy? They're carrying the same load, man, but they're carrying it differently. That's what high performers do. They say, how can I do this task in front of me? And do it well, but do it in a way I enjoy it. So this whole session was really asking you to ask yourself questions. That's what seeking clarity is. The way that you seek clarity is you ask questions, right? So the next time you go into a networking event, I want you to go, who do I want to be in this situation? What's the three words that's going to define who I am today? Who in this situation, this networking situation, can I talk to and, and, and how should I interact with them to do it well? What's the skill I need to be developing over the course of this next couple hours with these people? Uh, how can I add value in the situation and enjoy the process and walk out tonight, networking function, feeling fulfilled, feeling like this was a meaningful event for me? If you start asking those questions in the different contexts and situations of your life, guess what you are doing? 
you are laying the foundation to become a more intentional person. And when you lay the foundation to become a more intentional person, guess what? You become a less reactive person over time. And as a more intentional person, you'll be more congruent with who you want to be. You'll get more connection with other people. You'll contribute better and get that progress going, which will make you feel so much better about life. So seek clarity, my friends, and you can change your life. I hope you enjoyed this session. Do me a favor, like tell us in the community, what are your three words? When I was talking about setting an intention and setting reminders around your house or on your phone or, or on your My Intent kind of bracelet, what are your three words that you're going to aspirationally grow into? Like share that with us. I'd love to hear it. And you'll see all these people have different words that are defining who they want to be or how they want to live right now. It's super cool. I love collecting people's words. I know like most of my clients' words. I know some of the biggest celebrity names in the world. I know their words because successful people are always living with intention. So please share it with us. And by sharing it, it kind of makes you accountable too to try to grow into that person. I want to celebrate you again for being in this course. I know that this is a lot of work and, and you're thinking about your life and you're facing some tough stuff, but you're also, I hope, feeling my energy and my fire because I know you can improve your life and I know that's why you joined this course. So I celebrate you for your hard work, for your diligence and your personal development because it's by having this intention and this focus that you're going to improve day by day by day by day and you will absolutely learn to gain mastery with your wellness. Okay, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this special section of the Wellness Masterclass. I'm uh, hoping that you'll just share this with your friends, your family, your loved ones, people who you really care about right now in this time of crisis. Again, if you'd like to actually access the entire course, my entire Wellness Masterclass course, I'm giving it away free to our global community right now to anyone who goes to hpxwellness.com. That's hpxwellness.com. And you can access the entire Wellness Masterclass, all the videos, all the tools, all the resources, the entire course that we charged $100 or $200 for in the past for free as part of our seven-day free trial into our courses program. You know, it's a program where every single month I release two new personal and professional development courses for that community every single month. It's the most comprehensive courses program in personal development. A lot of people call it the Netflix of personal development. And I would love for you to check it out. And we're doing that by giving you away the Wellness Masterclass right now for our global community for free at hpxwellness.com. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll give another section tomorrow. In the meantime, share this with everybody you love. Take care of yourself. Choose to protect your health. Care deeply about your mind, body, your spirit right now. During these times, maintain your emotional center. Remember, you get to choose your focus and your thoughts right now. You get to set the emotional tone for your family, for your friends, for your team, for your community. Right now, how you show up really matters. So care for your health. Be a person who is positive out there. Take care of others. You can choose high performance today. You can choose to go beyond ordinary and you can still be extraordinary even in times of crisis. So do that, my friends. Thanks for listening to The Brandon Show. Please share this episode around the world for me. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the US, you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. 
I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you want to go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brendan, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503-212-6125. And it's my exclusive text list. And if you're not on it, it's where I share some of my most popular episodes. Or if I drop a new YouTube, I send it your way. Or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet, I give that exclusive link out to that group. So just go there and text me, 503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share, you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there. My team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503-212-6125. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I want to jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses or where I go live in my membership areas, or how I accept money online, now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules? Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. Hey, it's Brendan. And I wanna tell you about Circle and how powerful it is if you're trying to build your online community outside of Facebook groups. You know, I had this problem a couple of years ago where I just started noticing when I was running a Facebook group, um, really Facebook was incentivized to kind of steal my customer and steal my audience. So they'd recommend other things I didn't like, or honestly, my members were losing my posts in the feed. I didn't really have the information or the data about the people in the group that I wanted. It was hard to actually communicate with them offline, out of the group. And most importantly, it was hard to sell stuff and have an actual business from it without driving them to other places. 
And then came along Circle. And it's just at the website circle.so. So just go to circle.so. And you can see that they have built this incredible platform that allows you to host a community, go live in that community, and really segment the community into these different spaces where you can give people access to different levels of content or community, which I absolutely love. Because you know, in my businesses, I've got new people coming in, I've got paying members coming in, I've got all these different products or courses or programs, and, and they've always had these different logins, they've been all over the place. Now with Circle, it's in one place. My community can meet there. They can post, I can post, we can use like multimedia posts as well. They can post video or audio, so can I. I can organize things, all of my content in very unique places and grant access to only some people. And of course, I can have my team in there moderating the whole community with me. Everybody needs this. Everyone's trying to build their community, but they struggle. Like what system or what tools do you need to use or have? Trust me, building it out on your own, not an option. Too expensive, too time consuming. So go to circle.so and check it out. If you're trying to build a community and really maintain control of that community and do a great job serving them and building a business from it, go to circle.so.